what we do. We need some idea of the movie we're seeing. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Because uh, you haven't even seen the trailer. I haven't seen the trailer, the teaser. The poster? I think I've seen the poster. It came off on my IG. What's this movie called? Uh, Net. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Before and After the Movies. Uh, my name is Elman. I am Anthony. And today we will be doing the... I have new movie! Not out. We're going to the theaters to see it. Six months, six months removed from the Invisible Man. Could we have, could we have picked a worse time to start a podcast <laughs> about movies? Oh, did we ever have our blockbuster season schedule lined up for you yeah, guys? Yeah, we had it all written out. We've been watching fucking Scoob and shitty fucking. What else have we watched? In the dark of night or something. Oh, the vast of night. <laughs> it's just been vod season upgrade oh my god but you know what for everyone who stuck with us here we are yeah the worldwide release of probably the most anticipated film of my life oh i think it's the only anticipated movie of the summer i got wonder woman coming out what's coming out i think wonder woman's november i think oh is it yeah i thought it was august 31 i think bond is also november yes um this is a new movie and i think we had this discussion before how i think the strategy is Less theaters probably open, less seats per theater, mm-hmm. more showings and, and less competition. Mm-hmm. So they're thinking that can balance it out. This is kind of the the experimental movie to see if theaters can exactly back to the way they Auntie were. Auntie and I got our masks. Yep, we're symptom free. Yep, we we are ready to rock, ladies and gentlemen. Tenant, the buzz is real. I've got the butterflies, like the pre movie butterflies that I used oh, to get yeah. when I was a kid. I've never like, been more excited. Feels like pre Revenge of the Sith right now. Oh baby. <laughs> Um, and I guess just a note here that Auntie and I are both flying pretty much blind right now. Yep. I've seen the first teaser and I think I may have seen the second trailer, but I'm getting them all mixed up. I don't know the cast. I, I don't even know the plot and we definitely don't know the RT score. So without no. further ado, let us oh, dive wow, in. That's right. Could this be the, what would we do if we leave the movie and we're like, it was really, it was really good. Not, not the best. And we yeah. checked the RT and it's like 52. Not Nolan's best, but you yeah. know, I wanted to spend some time on this podcast, just reflecting because this movie's so hard to predict because we both know so little about it. Mm-hmm. And because Nolan's movies like are so inherently hard to predict anyways, I thought it would be a good time to kind of reflect on Mr. Nolan's career. Oh, hundred percent. Um, just chat about some, some of his work. Yeah, and um, we, we're quite familiar with that actually. If we want to yeah. take it back, take a take a road down memory lane yeah. to our old YouTube channel, the recap show. Yeah, <laughs> and I've got some one piece of trivia that I wanted to kick us off with, and right. a little bit of fun facts about one of the best directors of our time. Hit me. The first one is what was the name of Christopher Nolan's first movie? Memento. Incorrect. I knew you were going to say that. You tr- you quizzed me on that like three weeks ago. No, his first movie was called Following. Oh. Uh, it was officially released in theaters in the uk on a budget of like it doesn't doesn't really count but yeah his second his first real feature film was memento but i Mm -hmm. thought it'd just be a bit of a twat and tricky with that fair enough did you know that somehow christopher nolan's only 50 years old really and he's directed 11 films two more than quentin tarantino wow isn't that crazy Hey, good for Chris. He's what? He's Warner Brothers Golden Boy now. Yeah, they just they hand him a blank check and they yep. say, "Make us some money." Tell us when it's out. <laughs> <laughs> Zero studio interference. <laughs> he has final edit. I think Jonathan Nolan's been writing a lot of his screenplays. Mm-hmm. He hasn't worked with him since Interstellar, so uh, he, oh, so he skipped him for Dunkirk. Yeah, no producer credit on Dunkirk, or and no producer credit or writing credits on this film either, which I thought you'd find interesting. 
Oh, Jonathan's not on this one? No, I think Chris Nolan wrote and directed this one. Really? Yeah, no Jonathan Nolan. He's busy doing Average Westworld. I heard season three is pretty good. I've heard it's pretty average. All right. (laughs) (laughs) HBO renewed it for a fourth season out of petulance because they just can't admit they had a failure. No (laughs) one watches it. We got a sick cast this time. (laughs) Eric Paul. (laughs) Nobody likes that show. It's not good. People always say if you get past season two, season three is a bit rewarding. Right. Frankly, I finished season one. I was like, you know what? That was enough for me. Yeah. It's not my show. Every, Every episode feels like the pilot oh yeah yeah it's just like give me something give me a morsel give me a give me a yeah. cliffhanger please. pay something off <laughs> stop setting things up all the time anyway not to get rag on jonathan nolan too much back to chris mm-hmm. um did you know that he's the youngest director to get the hand and foot imprint treatment outside the the chinese theater in hollywood i did not know that yeah now you do <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, what is your, another question I'd like to ask you, give me your top three Nolan films starting from third to first being the best. Okay. Number three, Inception. Okay. Number Have you got two, that written down already? I do, yeah. Okay. Number two, Interstellar. Okay. Wow. I respect that. Number one, The Dark Knight. Yeah. So you've got Inception, Interstellar, The Dark Knight. Very yeah. respectable. I think I'd probably go with Memento, Insomnia, and The Prestige. <laughs> I knew you were going to fucking do <laughs> You guys can see the face he's shooting me right now. <laughs> no, I would, I almost want to agree. I think I'd have Dark Knight number one, same as you. Mm-hmm. Interstellar number two, same as you. Uh, and then I would probably go with probably Batman Begins, man. Batman Begins is is pretty good. Yeah, and I remember when it first came out, I was like, this this is what superhero movies yeah. can be. I like. I remember going to see it for Andrew's birthday party, friend of ours. Mm-hmm. This is like 2005, so I would have been 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like prime in that like Star Wars, like Spider Man kind of phase. Mm-hmm. So at first, I started watching it, and I'm like, this is kind of boring. Yeah, I'm not really yeah, into yeah. it. Like, where's the action? And then by the end, I was like, something just happened, mm-hmm. like inside me. I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> and then it was actually like, it was a more ma- mature way of looking at film that yeah, hadn't yeah. quite developed yet, and slowly mm-hmm. it did. And Nolan, so I credit Christopher Nolan massively with like, I think a lot of young people's like development into like more intellectual cinema, but still having a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. He he kind of pioneered the gritty reboot too. Yeah. I think Batman Begins and we saw Casino Royale. Yeah, that's true. People are still kind of copying. Exactly. People are still trying to capture that that kind of like, oh, let's Logan. Let's go superheroes, but with realism. You know, where can we take this? And like, let's actually develop some themes. Let's have Mm -hmm. them be a bit more flawed. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and his characters, there are, there are issues with his movies. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I wanted to see what you think of this, is sometimes when I'm watching a Nolan movie, it's almost like they have too recognizable an identity. Like some of his movies, eventually it's kind of like, am I just watching the same thing? Yeah. They kind of, they cut at weird times. Mm-hmm. He shoots them all with like the exact same kind of like look, that kind of. I mean, but that's that's what you're you're asking a director to change his style. Or? Yeah, but then we look at. I think people compare like Tarantino and Nolan as maybe like the two best I modern was, filmmakers. Tarantino films kind of look but, the same. But when he like when he hops genres, you really feel it. Even though you can feel it's a Tarantino movie, I still feel like his movies kind of look different and behave differently. Whereas mm, you know what I I think I disagree with that. Okay, go ahead. Well, I mean, like when you're watching a Tarantino movie, you're always like, "This, this is a Tarantino movie through and through." And you ask someone, like, "Oh, why did they do this stylistic change?" Like, Tarantino. <laughs> hey, it's Tarantino. Yeah, but with Nolan, it's like, "Fuck Nolan, dude." Yeah. <laughs> no, it just seems like he kind of picks that 
muted color palette. That's that's fine. I'm not saying one's better than the Lots other. Lots of wides. But I'm, not, I'm, but I'm definitely not saying that like Tarantino. Every Tarantino film is super unique. While every Nolan but film you, looks look the at same. like look at Kill Bill two versus Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like they don't look the same. The aesthetic's not the same. Well, but you but it's you like can different, still it's different feel setting. It. That's what I'm saying. Nolan likes to set his movies against like cities they're all cities every time yeah because interstellar took place in a city <laughs> yeah the three inception this movie batman the prestige no yeah i knew you're gonna hit me with that insomnia definitely oh yeah not. dunkirk big city big yeah. city and dunkirk okay you know what i was wrong about that thank you his action is sometimes questionable his hand-to-hand mm-hmm. combat his hand-to-hand is a little bit rough is clunky <laughs> His dialogue is a bit weird. And I some, was rewatching some, The Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises has really weird cuts. All the scenes mm-hmm. end really sudden, suddenly. Mm-hmm. And like characters kind of say things that are never really followed up on. Like, why does he wear the mask? Mm-hmm. Like, who, how it's, does he it's, know it's, who... Yeah, it's weird. that was a weird dialogue scene. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel unintentional. It just feels like Nolan knows his movies and his world so well. Sometimes I think he forgets to like catch us up a little bit. Okay, yeah. But, but then, obviously, Christopher Nolan... Actually, maybe I'll get into some fast questions for you here. Right. Uh, question number one. How on the nose will the exposition scene be? Very. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, he takes a lot of shit for that. Yeah. I was going to say, my one of my fast questions was, <laughs> will Michael Caine appear in more than one obligatory exposition heavy dinner table scene? Yes. Uh, number two... We can, let's go back and forth with the fast questions. Okay, sure. Um, will we get a JGL cameo? No. Is Robert Pattinson ultimately a good guy or a bad guy? Oh, fuck. Good guy. I don't know, though. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> I got one for you. And if you know the answer, you just, just say pass. Okay. <laughs> I can't say pass. It's if against you, if, the fast no, questions no. code. If you, if you know the answer, you say pass. If you don't know the answer, then you take a guess. Okay. Fair. What, how, or who is Tenet? I don't know. So I'll guess. Okay. I have that as one of my theories, as my predictions. Okay. I think Tenet is a mathematical formula mm. that can coordinate an area and run it through time. Okay. That's what I think Tenet is. Yeah. So I guess we should say what we do know about this movie or what I know is, is something to do with time. That's, yeah. that's about it. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's a an equation uh, that some government I, I have no idea mm-hmm. this is right okay, i just good. think it's like a government of some sort there it's two opposing forces that we're gonna not know which one's good not not know which one's bad mm-hmm. and they're trying to master this formula that will basically allow them to completely manipulate time and like change events and rewrite history okay and i think that uh john david washington mm-hmm. jdw okay. i think he is kind of somehow he is like immune to it or has some kind of knowledge something makes him like important oh, so you think it's government versus person i think it's government versus government trying to like pocket trying to get this guy to like be on their side mm-hmm. so i think there's going to be a lot of like uh morality choice that he has to make so mm-hmm. it's like who do i trust i can't trust anyone in this mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. espionage it seems like it's kind of spy oh really um who can i trust and ultimately, I think he has like some kind of gift. Like maybe he can harness this power. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like I could be completely wrong. I don't really know what this movie's about. It's interesting that Tenet, spelled backwards, is Tenet. Yeah, it's palindrome. So <laughs> should see the face he's shooting me right now. <laughs> so I feel like maybe it's one of those movies that 
ends at the beginning, begins at the oh, end. Okay. A bit of a loop situation going on. Yeah, I wonder where he's going to... Because I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's like, okay, well, I can't make this too similar to Inception. Yeah. Because people, people, the jokes will be made. Yeah. The mind, like, blending them together in your mind will be made. So it, I'm sure it goes in a much different direction. But when you when I'm picturing what I'm going to expect in this movie, I am kind of like... See, yeah, it's clear that it's like more similar to inception than his other films like mm-hmm. i think he's visiting that kind of action mm-hmm. what do you call it like a spy i was gonna say like thriller mind like a heist, bending heist yeah. heist yeah heist thriller mm-hmm. but i feel like he likes to tackle different genres he with does, every yeah. film so there's another element maybe it's more like a war situation and that, that mm-hmm. kind of ties into my name that opening scene okay um Fuck. didn't think of one yeah i have a feeling that this is just a complete guess again. I think John David Washington is like military at, of mm-hmm. some sort, mm-hmm. like special task force, kind of like a, kind of like a James Bond type figure, but a more realistic version, not like the suits and all that, but like mm-hmm. going on missions. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I think that he is basically going to be doing like a drug raid of some sort in like a deserty kind of locale late at night. Uh, they break into a house and he's trying to rescue someone and he basically gets killed. Okay. I think he's just going to get like murdered and then, somehow that he like wakes up somewhere else yeah yeah that's okay. my opening scene yeah it's kind of similar to what i what i see as which well. one have you prepared my opening scene <laughs> is exactly the same as yours yeah. wow some kind of icy locale there's gonna be a top spinning no um no i i think there's gonna be some sort of mission um and then our our hero is gonna die i don't i don't know if that's gonna be our pats or uh john yeah. david washington and then it's gonna like some sort of gruesome rewind sequence. Yeah. Well, that was my, that was my last minor criticism of Nolan is I wish that he would like delve into the 18 a, like our world. Mm -hmm. All his movies are very like, especially Dunkirk. Like that Mm -hmm. kind of bothered me. It's like, you're making this brutal retelling of the battle of Dunkirk. And Mm -hmm. there's like not a drop of blood in the entire movie. Uh, I'd like to see him dabble in that one day. Yeah. Uh, but what you kind of joked about there ties into my name, that closing scene. Oh my God. And I think I've got something. That's not even a segment. Yeah. <laughs> I think John David Washington's been through hell and back. Arvats is dead. Uh, and he's like running and he's like on a mission and we'll know so much more. I don't know how this all ties together. Mm-hmm. But he bursts into Dom Cobb's house at the end of the spinning top scene, flattens the spinning top and he's like, I need you. I think this takes place you, in the same fucking imagine? universe as Inception. Could I'm, you imagine? I think that's how it, I think that's how it ends. If Leo shows up in this Dom fucking Cobb movie. will make an appearance in this movie. Oh my god. <laughs> it's been ten years exactly since Inception. Oh my god. And then the third is gonna be like a Dom Cobb, John David Washington like team up heist movie. One with the power to infiltrate dreams, the other one with the power to infiltrate time. That would just be insane. Yeah, it's going to be bonkers. And that's why Nolan was like so antsy about this being like a theater experience, because I think he's just got this big trick up his sleeve. It I mean, makes sense. It does make sense. I don't I don't know. I don't None go, of the cast know, are the same except for Michael Caine. So I think we might meet Michael Caine in the movie not knowing that <laughs> it's the same character. Because you didn't know shit about him. He was just like, a, was he like a physicist or something? It was his dad. Yeah, but he was like he was a physicist in the yeah. movie. I thought he created the tech. Yeah, so I think we'll meet him separately. But oh, like, okay. And he'll we'll realize that he's the same character after. He's the one sort of connective tissue between everything. That's pretty. I mean, it's a hot take. Yeah, I'm not, not going to take that away from you. I, my ending scene would would be it's going to be exactly the same as the opening scene. 
Yeah, but but with so much more context yeah, added to exactly. it, you're like, oh god. Yeah. But maybe one thing's different. Oh yeah, he's able to change. One Bye, thing. honey. <laughs> <laughs> Born music. <laughs> Another kind of fast question I have for you, mm-hmm. and I'm a bit hesitant. I don't think this is a cast member that I feel like you know, but is it Kenneth Branagh? Yes, it's okay. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> How did you know that? <laughs> Will Kenneth Branagh die in some kind of reverse death? Like a reverse impale. (laughs) We mix up the formula. (laughs) (laughs) Snip. Fine, tenet. (laughs) The last thing he says. Bit of blood spilling out of the mouth. Save tenet. (laughs) Is tenet Matt Damon? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Will we be faced with a, br- a beautifully frustrating but equally beautiful open and ambiguous ending? Yes. <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> Are we going to be arguing on the drive home? Yeah. Yes. No, no. Tenet isn't what you say it is. <laughs> no, honestly, Andy, I don't know if you picked up on that one part. <laughs> What's your predicted rating out of 10? Um, I feel like I've, I'm a little worried it's going to be disappointing. Like I, I've pretty much, I think every every Nolan movie I've walked out of theaters, I've given a ten. So yeah, <laughs> so Dun- a ten. Dunkirk, I'd give like an eight. I don't know. The IMAX experience shot a ten for me. Obviously, yeah. if I were to go back on it, knowing what I know, or like not what being super hype out of theaters, I might reflect it. But it still sits at a ten for me. It was just gripping from start to yeah finish. it really was it was a really good film interstellar i'll never understand the hate like the yeah i understand oh, it was it. love it's like fuck off it's just such a beautiful movie yeah like, it really is and the cinema so ambitious the acting mm-hmm. the scope oh man that was something else mm-hmm. i just adore i haven't seen that movie in forever we should watch that sometime yeah we should yeah i haven't seen it in like maybe three years three four years yeah it's been a while um do you have any other fast questions for me Fast questions. No, that was the last one. Okay, I have a little note here. Um, with the exception of the Batman movies and some of the older ones, we usually don't see like a human villain in uh, in Nolan's movies. So, right. like Inception, it was this heist that was that was like the the antagonist was to, we have to do this. Right. Uh, Dunkirk was obviously we have to get these men home. Right. Interstellar was we have to find a planet. So it's right. always like hero versus situation. Um, but Tenet. Do you think they're going to go hero versus situation, or do you think we're going to get a villain? No, no villain, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I feel like Robert Pattinson will be maybe, like, represented as that, but I feel like ultimately him and John David Washington will, like, be teaming up mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. It's hard, man. Like, I just... Yeah, he's never really built up, like, a villain of a movie. I guess the closest would be the Prestige. Or Joker. The, yeah, oh, yeah, aside from Batman. Aside from obviously. Batman, yeah. But, like, the Prestige was kind of, like... It was man versus man, yet neither one was really presented as like an antagonist yeah, yeah. and a protagonist. They were kind of doing their separate things. Depending whoever side like you were on. Yeah. And then eventually, I guess Hugh Jackman became the, like the real antagonist of the movie. But mm. it was kind of like the fall, like the, the, the Greek tragedy of a man like yeah. who's obsessed with his like thirst for power, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, So he's like great with his themes. Like they're unbelievable. So like this one, I'm ex- I'm excited to see what John David Washington like brings to the table. Mm-hmm. I don't really I haven't seen Black Klansman. Yeah, well he was he was quite good in it. Yeah, uh, it seems like a really meaty role. I just finished the book, and obviously like he <laughs> don't, don't laugh. I read stuff. He had to shoot yeah. that one in. <laughs> we saw the Instagram post, Anthony. 
The viewers don't need to listen to it again. <laughs> oh my god. What was the last book you read? Like, like a, a very hungry caterpillar? Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he was in... What else was he in? There was another big, big release. But you know he's the son of uh, Denzel Washington? Yeah. I didn't know that till today. Yeah. That's crazy. And he like was like a pro football player. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. And then... I find it a little bit crazy right Bill now. Bill started running dry. Hey, Dad. Okay, but you have to go to school for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I, you have to I, do the New York theater scene first. That's pretty good. <laughs> I find it a bit interesting that you've mentioned John David Washington quite a bit. No love for our past today, Anthony? I just, I think that John David Washington is like the lead of this movie. Okay. And Robert Pattinson's a supporting character. Robert, I, I Robert know what Pattinson Robert Pattinson can do. Is just... He's so hot right now. He is. And I have a point. It's one of my trivia points here. Is like, is Robert, not trivia, but is Robert Pattinson about to become the biggest star in Hollywood? I think so, dude. A Nolan and original, like, mysterious, but big role. Batman. Fuck. And then Oscar he, buzz yeah. with uh, The Lighthouse. He showed his chops. Like, w- the sky is the limit for Robert Pattinson right now. And there's, there's something about people enjoy actors that kind of had, like, that rocky start. Yeah. Like a Channing Tatum, for example. Oh, yeah. Like, you started out as a bit of a joke. And Matthew McConaughey. Zac Efron is yeah. kind of hasn't really fulfilled that but mm-hmm. has done well yeah matthew mcconaughey great example robert mm-hmm. downey jr to an yeah. extent yeah people people will look back and be like hey let's watch twilight do you, do you know who's got robert pattinson yeah there? exactly so we'll see what he does like nolan i think is just amazing at picking yeah actors he, and he picks them early too because he picked mcconaughey after mud but before Dallas yeah Fires and then he just blows them yeah, up exactly he, christian bale like i guess that was kind of a, a more on the nose one but like mm-hmm. he's ledger we don't even need to talk about yeah, like, exactly, what a yeah. great eye that was um joseph gordon joseph levitt Lever, hadn't yeah. really done anything like that well he blew him up for sure yeah he definitely did tom hardy tom hardy he definitely saw early on harry styles was an odd one but he was good in that movie yeah, he, he hasn't right. like he's blown right. up <laughs> off of it but yeah. People were like very skeptical of that. I mm-hmm. think Robert Pattinson, like he knows what he's doing with Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah. And even John David Washington, like yeah. we don't know much about this guy. No, I think we're going to see two. I don't, I don't think performances are going to be the weak point here. I'm not going to be like Kitty Holmes and Batman Begins replaced. <coughs> yeah. That's what I think of Katie Holmes. <laughs> uh, but no, like I can't wait to see the performances. I think there's going to be no issues there. I'm hoping the action is like nice and slick. We're seeing it in IMAX, and mm-hmm. we all know Nolan's a huge fan of that art form and probably utilizes it. Seven, and we're seeing it in 70 millimeter. Are we? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And the theater, because of COVID restrictions, there's like 30 seats. That's going to be intimate. So I can't wait. I, I know. cannot wait. The smells. I hope there's going to be posters there. So I'm going I'm oh, to snag a few. get a poster. I'm so stoked. Yeah. We deserve a poster. We do. It's been hard, and I can't wait to see this movie. Let's see what else I got here. I got I got one piece of trivia here. Uh, which is the only film that garnered Nolan an Oscar nomination for Best Director? Inception. No. Really? What was it? Dunkirk. Really? Yeah. He, huh. He's never won an Oscar. Yeah, Oscars are too uh, too snooty. He's still him. a bit mainstream for the yeah, Oscars. Too blockbuster. Give the man an Oscar. He, he knows his way around. Like a, the way he just like stitches his movies together. Oh yeah, he owns that camera. Yeah, he does. Um, do you think Chiwetel is a little bit slighted he didn't get the call? <laughs> Honestly, I think so. I think he is, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got a, my two truths and a lie segment. Okay. Uh, I'd like you to look away while I say all of them because I feel like you're looking for tells in me. Okay, I'm, I'm, my eyes are closed. Okay, number one, 
Nolan once had the idea to shoot a project over numerous years in the vein of boyhood. Nolan considered Tom Cruise for the lead role in Inception. Christopher Nolan is somehow only 50 years old. <laughs> well, I already dropped that by accident. So. I know two and three. One are, truth and a lie. I know two and three are true. So number one, this over the course of a few years. No, that's true. Fuck. Did yeah, I just Tom make up Cru- that Tom Cruise the thing? The Tom Cruise thing is just made up. But how <laughs> believable. Could you imagine if He Tom- would have killed that yeah. movie. Now listen here. <laughs> Run! <laughs> yeah! you don't know how to get in this dream i'm in the dream not you i'm in the dream i'm losing grip don't jump the train is coming (laughs) it's very simple okay a few rules you create the world of the dream (laughs) what was ellen page's character's name in that movie fuck i don't know you got time for a drink i want to show you something Okay, easy there, Heath. <laughs> I feel like Heath Ledger probably would have got that lead role potentially as well. If oh he yeah, passed away. I think Heath would have been would have been a t- no, uh, Nolan's a, Golden Boy, a Nolan yeah. regular. Yeah, for sure. Maybe even Interstellar. Wow, Ooh. that's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. It's weird though when he picks like the big, the already established names. Like Matthew McConaughey was already a big name. Mm-hmm. Leo was a big name. He doesn't seem to work with those guys again. He hasn't worked with either of those two since. Yeah, that's true. Does, does he like to kind of pick the the faces that aren't so, like, hugely recognized? He's usually he repeats his supporting cast. Yeah, exactly. Like, like tw- Tom Hardy. Grace only has a one role, but... Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Michael Caine, is, I think, in every single movie. Kenneth Branagh, no. I, I I don't really see the whole Kenneth Branagh thing. He's an artist. Is he? Yeah, he... He's, like, a decent actor. I've never been, like, oh... He's a like, great director. Not really. Thor? Not that good. <laughs> Murder on the Orient Express, questionable at best. The he new one's coming out. He was a sequel to that. Yeah, I saw that. Something on the Nile. Yeah, that'd uh, be that'd be a fun little pod. Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. Yeah. I don't really like Kenneth Branagh. The the best performance I've ever seen him was Gilderoy Lockhart in Harry Potter. Didn't he win an Oscar? You know for... who that role was offered to and turned it down? And who? Hugh Grant. Oh, that would have been. Yeah, he would have done so well. Now yeah. this is Kenneth Branagh's last chance, as far oh as I'm concerned. Oh my god, Kenneth Branagh <laughs> is so established, and just because you don't know like seven of his movies, isn't what else is he direct? He directed he, he, I'm pretty sure else. he won an Oscar because he directed and starred in a Shakespeare movie. I think it was like Hamlet, wasn't it? Was it? He directed a Disney movie recently, didn't he? Oh, what was the like? He directed like a big blockbuster. Was it like? It wasn't Lion King. Thor. No, like way, like really recently. Oh. We're forgetting a huge movie here. I'm too scared to look at it now. I don't want to open that IMDb oh, app. what was it? Tenant spoilers. I'm going to look it up. Oh my God. You're going dangerous right now. Don't, <laughs> don't you dare read his characters. Kenneth Branagh dies first five minutes in Tenant. Where was Kenneth Branagh in Inception? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Anthony, stop what you're doing right now. Oh, Artemis Fowl. Oh no. And cinderella the 2015 one that's what Fuck. i was thinking i was of. gonna say our install but i didn't i didn't want to jack ryan shadow recruit with chris pine the guy's a garbage director ken if, you, if you're listening this is your last chance yeah, he's picking up some fat paychecks from these movies though <laughs> artemis val apparently that movie's atrocious yeah i told you you wanted to do it i did <laughs> After our no no more children's movies, this guy texts me. Artemis Fowl this weekend? <laughs> I saw it on a subway or the Sky Train. 
All right, then. I don't think there's any more talking we can do for such a vague movie. Yeah. I think we're going to have a pretty beefy post-show, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Lots to talk about. Exactly. This might be one where you want to watch the movie before you hit up oh, the yeah. post-show. Don't, don't listen to the second part of this if you haven't seen Tenet. Okay. That would actually upset me. All right. I agree. All right. We live in the world of the podcast. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you in three, two, one. Get Paga! Back! <laughs> Don't forget the thing! In Munich! Oh my god! We're, right. we're back! Ladies and gentlemen, we're back from our viewing of Tenet. Yes. Um, before we get into it, let's do, a, let's do out of tens here, Anthony. Sure. Okay. Buckle up, here we go. Three, two, two one, one 6.5. Yeah, I was debating the 6.5 as well. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, you heard us right. There's so much to go into here. Uh, first of all, for anyone who didn't get if you've just seen Tenet, I'm sure you understood that return joke. You can't hear shit. <laughs> More so than any of his previous films. I think you mentioned that it's part of his technique. Yeah, he did it and purposely did it in Interstellar and Dunkirk. Dark Knight Rises, he did it. That's when that's when he got really into it. Yeah, and now it's just like, Chris, you took it you took it way too far, yeah. man. You can't fucking hear a word. That's brutal. And it makes sense in a launch, a spaceship launch, yeah. or in the heat of a Dunkirk battle, but in a restaurant. Yeah, when you're trying to explain the concept, your your gimmick. Yeah, and when you've already got such a complex plot, mm-hmm. like one of the most Okay, just to sort of dive into it here. Um, we should mention, for the first time in Before and After yes. Movies His- history, yeah. all 15 episodes, <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we we couldn't do the post-show no. after we, we... We were mentally drained. Yeah, we we couldn't think of anything to say. Yeah. Like we, were, we were just messes. I was like, we're just going to be spouting nonsense. Exactly, we're going to make about fools this. of ourselves. So we took a beat. We took about 24 hours. Yeah. We're meeting up again day after. Hopefully deliver a bit of a better review here. Yeah, and hopefully add some form of clarity mm-hmm. if you're listening to this after mm-hmm. watching Tenet, because I, I don't care who you are, you're confused. Yeah, and let, let's just say that right now. We're, this, this we're going to assume that you've seen it. Yeah. Like, uh, don't, don't expect me to give you a 10-second plot <laughs> recap. <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. Uh, you know, Anthony, maybe before we nitpick it, let's just kind of touch on you know, the overarching things that were done well. well and that were I, not I got a question well. I'd like to ask you first. Okay, sure. Um, how did the movie compare with what you expected? Um, like the first sort of 10 minutes, you like, this is... Oh, uh, I thought the, the intro opera scene, I had a big old grin on my face. Yeah. I was like, here we go, let's go. And then, and then after the title... See the title crawl, I guess you would yeah, call it. They got right into the the dialogue and that first scene was literally inaudible. Yeah. Like, and I was I was focusing so hard, yeah. dude. I was okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna I'm gonna understand this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. But there's characters that like because there's a big so there's a big opera scene going on. Mm-hmm. It's atta- it's raided by this like militia type group. Mm-hmm. They're killing people, um, they gas the entire place, everyone mm-hmm. falls asleep. And all of a sudden, there's other operatives. Yeah, are... the whole thing was a cover to get some guy out. Yes, and then right away, like, we meet John David Washington, and he's, like, talking to someone, and he's like, we're gonna get you out! And, yeah. like, you can't hear what he's saying. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, 
this character. I'm following him. Yeah. There's this guy. But, the, but you can't really see who's who. Yeah, it's quick cuts. A lot of, lot of more handheld than you'd usually get from a Nolan movie, I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Um, they basically, they get a guy. They get him out. But they get they get made. They get caught. Yeah, but it was a... Test. <sighs> see, even now it hurts. Yeah, it hurts let's, to think let's, let's stay away from that. Let's. I'd like to. I'd like to go through the events very quickly. No, it's too much. All right, ready? I want a ten-second summary from you. Three, two, one, go. Uh, opera scene. It turns out to be a test. John David Washington get, then gets a mission to figure out what tent means. Figures out things are getting inverted. He follows the bullet pattern. Turns out people are getting inverted. And then next thing <laughs> you know, you can reverse entropy in the world as we know it. We'll, we'll die. Right. And they have to stop this man from inverting. Well, the people in the future want to invert their entire world yeah to avoid climate change yeah, or he says yeah, the river yeah. runs dry yes uh which and i thought was kind of cool yeah, like they, that plot fantastic they mentioned like the grandfather paradox where it's like yeah. if i kill my if i go back in time and kill my grandfather will i be born yeah or how are you even there to do it if you're about to kill yeah exactly but exactly. it doesn't matter because that's what the pe- people in the future don't aren't thinking about that yeah they don't care they don't care <laughs> neither does chris about explaining <laughs> what's going on and then what what struck me immediately was like the pace of the scenes and the fact that the scene started mid scene. Yeah. He's this character that you never learn his name. The main character, the protagonist, the protagonist. He is basically given this mission. Here's one word, tenet. It's going to open doors for you. Mm -hmm. And then you're basically going to find out what's going on. Yeah. Who's hiring him. You never really learn. First, like 20, 30 minutes. He's, he's just jumping from place to place. But like you said, like it's, it's mid-scene, mid-scene, mid-scene. Yeah. The editing, the pacing was all over he's, in the first He's gaining more so. knowledge. He's a very capable... Uh, he's he's tough. Yeah. He's, he's got that soldier background, so he's kind of like merciless. Yeah. He's trying to get information. He's following a sort of bread trail. And then he ends up meeting Michael Caine's character, mm-hmm. who bought a piece of art. No. Or sold a piece of art. No. He <laughs> knew about the art. He knew about the art. But you don't like art? You knew about the art and how this woman sold a piece of art that was counterfeit. To her husband. To her husband. Just to kind of like slight him. Yeah, but now he's using that as blackmail to keep her as basically a prisoner. Yeah. Because it's like illegal what she did. I think. And then he finds her and he's trying to get to this guy. Yeah, this Russian guy. Because he is... How does he know that he's selling this stuff? The... The Indian arms dealer. The lady, yeah. Yeah, she linked them. Okay, yeah. So she go, he goes to her place. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson just appears. He's yes. working with him. You never see him get recruited or anything. <laughs> just meets him in a lobby. Talking about Pattinson's random things. Sick as fuck. Though. Soda water. And oh, like, yeah. oh, that's why he knew. Oh, shit. Uh, when he said, no, you don't. I thought he was just saying like, everyone likes fucking yeah. pop more. Like, who are you kidding? But he knew. Right. Or tenant. Yeah, I think I think you're right, man. I don't know how much of the plot we can try mm-hmm. and go through. Like, it's it's helpful mm-hmm. to understand what's going on, but basically, this is like one of the hardest movies I've ever seen to talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, like, e- even if there was an airtight plot, and even if yeah, we, like ultimately, I believe that it's airtight. Yeah, but it's the way he presented it. So I, I've written down some points here. The sound mixing, obviously, you're gonna you're gonna read about it, you're gonna hear about it, and yes, yeah. it is as bad. It's not as overhyped. You it's it's fucking you don't know what's going on when i or if i watch this again subtitles are going on yeah oh yeah if this if if the caption company receives the information <laughs> yeah. from chris because i don't think he it was it. insane 
I thought it was just me, and I, I was getting yeah. really frustrated. Uh, we touched. It was on a the frustrating editing. viewing experience because it makes you feel really stupid. Yeah, it makes you feel really dumb. And I bet you Chris probably gets off on that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> the editing we touched on. Yeah. Um, my next one here is the the dialogue. So the conversations between characters just sounded so fake. Yeah, it and did. That, that's that's not even. I haven't even gone into the whole. It's all exposition exposition thing. A lot of exposition. Saying. Just the conversations between them. It was just like, like when she calls him and he's like. I knew you'd call and he's like chatting with her and I was like, John yeah. David Washington, you're so smooth, but like you just, he's got a word for every, every reply. And yeah. It's insane. It was, what was really strange to me is it felt, and I'm going to really try and articulate what I think <clears throat> most people's issue with this movie will be. It's almost like Christopher Nolan would be too bored to make a regular movie. Mm-hmm. He's on such an advanced plane when it comes to story structure and storytelling mm-hmm. that he's just like, He's making like 5D movies. He's so far ahead that he doesn't care about like the normal due diligence a film has to do. Establish the characters. Let's learn about the world. Take our time. People change the character arcs. He doesn't. He doesn't care about that stuff. He doesn't Mm -hmm. put it in the script. He just kind of. He's like, hey, I got this sick idea, and I want to do some cool shit with it. And I've I want to play with time in a new way and present it to you in a visually Mm -hmm. interesting way you haven't seen before. And I'm all for that, but you have to like, you have to do a little bit of the legwork. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about John David Washington's character. No. I don't understand why he's infatuated with this woman. Yeah, that was weird. That as he well. has one conversation with, mm-hmm. and he's willing to bet the 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 future of the universe on her. Yeah, I mean, the, I I guess my argument, or like what how I took that was like because he kind of screwed her over by lying about the painting. Yeah, but like you've been hired like for a top secret yeah, mission. Yeah, yeah. Like you And everyone was just down to fucking reverse to save her life too. Yeah, and like you just don't learn anything about like who these people are. Like yeah. you just meet characters and they're fully established and they're like, Oh, we gotta steal this piece of art and then they're there. They're in the gallery getting a tour. You yeah, know, I like kinda, I kinda like that. That's like yeah, maybe that's one example where it wasn't too bad, but then like you have all the resources, you have Oh man, like it's hard to explain. It really mm-hmm. is. So what did you what things did you kind of like about the movie? Uh I really enjoyed the opening scene. Right. Uh you had mentioned that he's got a great run. John David Yeah, Washington. John David so Washington's you, got a great run. So you can kind of feel the franticness there. I love the the Freeport scene, the the heist kind of. Yeah, the when they crash the plane into the Exactly. And then I love the the payoff of it kind of I knew back I was you knew you were going to see yeah. it in reverse at some point. You I knew like when they started fighting, you knew it was him. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite obvious. Yeah. Okay, good. And then, Especially uh, when you knew something was up when I knew that Robert Pattinson knew yes. what was happening when he's like, oh, I took care of the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps it super shim. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy the car chase scene. Yeah, it went on a bit. It went on a bit. Really? Yeah, I was like, this is quite long. Like, I, I pretty much named the three action, three main action scenes. The one scene I didn't like was obviously the climax because I had no... I had no, by that point, like I was so frustrated that I couldn't understand what was going on in this movie. I just didn't understand the stakes. I didn't understand what they were doing. And you made a great point about like how loosey goosey they are with the actual inverted rules. So when he first learns about the concept, it's like, oh, here's a bullet. Mm -hmm. Here's an inverted bullet. And then he like flies to his hand. She's like, oh, you have to have like done it. Yeah, exactly. And she she even it. mentioned, she's like, yeah, there's certain objects, but we don't know what else they can do. Yeah, and she even said to him, she's like, don't try and understand it. Yeah. And I was like... Oh. 
And then the next scene, you're just seeing inverted people running backwards. And it's yeah, just like, and it, how do we go from bullets to people? And I still don't really know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like this one little mask rule where like you can't breathe air when you're inverted. Yeah. So you have to like wear an oxygen mask. And there were some great moments when he's first getting used to it. And it's like backdraft friction. It's all inverted. Mm-hmm. But you never, and he's like, oh, and then driving is extra difficult because it's all reversed. Yeah. And, but it's still. But is the car part of the rule now? Like. Yeah. And. Like we were talking, like if if I if someone inverted and walks by me, would I see them moving backwards? Because there was a lot of like when people weren't taking notice of it. Exactly, there was a lot of like inverted people in public spaces. So it's like, yeah. would you? Wouldn't everyone see this? Yeah, it was. So you, I want to say sloppy and careless, but it's so hard to like use those words towards this film when it's clearly so sophisticated in other areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's almost like it shoots itself in the foot with this with like a reverse bullet nice yeah they make the point that getting hit with the reverse bullets worse yeah i can't i think it's something to do with the the radiation and then she has to be healed in reverse because then like slowly they took her when she's dead i I didn't get and then they inverted her so it's like technically i thought they like moved her back in time so they bought more time for her to heal yeah and then Okay, I want to talk about a few more things I liked before we start ragging more. <laughs> I liked Kenneth Branagh's character. I was I was calling him out before this movie, saying mm-hmm. I just wanted like a dynamic, versatile performance, mm-hmm. and I got it. I thought he was very menacing. I just didn't really know his motive, to be honest. Yeah, he was just a nasty piece of work, yeah. and I've never really seen him play a character like that, yeah, and okay, I, yeah. I appreciated that. Okay. The accent was like really solid. Mm-hmm. He felt powerful. I was like, mm-hmm. this is a man with lots of connections. Mm-hmm. So he, I, I, he was probably my favorite character in the movie for some reason. Really? Oh, I don't yeah, know. like when our, he came. Pats for sure. Yeah, when he came into his wife's room and he's like, "We're gonna talk." Oh just yeah. Just like the way he was taking his cufflinks off yeah. and like he was very imposing, and mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of him like having fun with with kind of roles like that. Okay. I liked the. Uh, <laughs> sounds kind of weird. But I liked the violence. I think it was Chris Nolan's most violent movie so far. Um, and I'll there was blood. I mean, which his other movies didn't have when she killed Kenneth Branagh and she like pushed him off. You saw his like back break. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's not very Nolan like the, but the climax, there was like people were just shooting blanks. It was like a little paintball fight. Yeah. It felt like a, a paintball scene, which was really bizarre. You never really learn who they're fighting. Yeah. And you don't really like see the bad guys. You, no. you just, you see a lot of people running and hiding. It was weird. Really strange that yeah. he decided to do that. And then the ultimate climax between these two characters uh, you got your protagonist and was it Sator or yeah yeah oh. yeah you've got these real character foils they've really grown a dis a dislike towards each other mm-hmm. and yet their last conversation like all takes place on a phone and you can't hear half of and it and you can't hear half of it and you don't know what's going on and there's a dead person and then he springs to life yeah opens but, the gate but I didn't know who that was don't know who it was no uh, was it Aaron Taylor Johnson no it wasn't because he survived was it no like was it Kenneth Branagh. I thought I thought it was our Pats at first, but then yeah, dude, I don't know. I just because he was wearing red, so how could he? Have... And yeah, like my fr- another friend that I work with saw it yesterday, mm-hmm. and he he I, I had to pretend I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea what he was talking <laughs> about. He said that the scene they go back to is when Kenneth Branagh is a kid and first finds like a gold bar, and that's how he starts his whole like empire. No, no, no. They showed that in the flashback. The scene they went back to was was when they find the last piece of the algorithm. No, but that's where they buried it in the past. So even though that but last... all the pieces were there. No, it wouldn't make any sense, dude. Because Kenneth Branagh was still present time on the phone call, 
on the boat. Oh. They didn't go that far back in time. They, okay. didn't, they didn't go like 40 years back in time. Okay, what was the thing with the gold bar? That's how Kenneth Branagh made his fortune. Right. He like he found the first piece. Okay. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Like, that's how lost I am in this movie. You could tell me anything. I'm looking at with, your face right now. You're just, just pure You could confusion. tell me anything with conviction, and I'd believe it. You could tell me that Kenneth yeah, Branagh's dead. Honestly, I, I feel like dad. We're, we're, like, taking a bit of a risk right now to, like, come out and say we don't really know what was going on. Like, this could spell the end for before and after the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, these guys feel, just shit on this movie just because they didn't get it. But. I feel defeated. Yeah. By the movie. Because I feel like you, I feel like you understand it like more than I do. A little bit, yeah. Like, but but also like, like near the end there in the climax, like I was not engaged as much as I wanted to be. No. I was just like, I don't really know what's going on. There's just and I don't really people care. Running backwards, yeah. And like Aaron Taylor Johnson does a, does a great exposition scene to explain the mission, but you can't hear it. Yeah, and you even can't when he's, it. it was like I was telling you because there's the red team and the blue team. And I, I think I fi- I think I figured out why they did that. It was so they were all they were guaranteed success because each team were communicating what just happened to the other team. Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> should we should we go through some of the predictions? I, I don't I don't think we really had any predictions to be honest. I did say you said the Don a Cobb mathematical thing. formula. Was it a formula or was it like a physical thing? Well, isn't that what an algorithm is? Yeah, I guess. We don't really learn what it is or how it works. Classic Nolan, the dream technology, you never really learn how it works. You don't really learn about how, like, the interstellar ship does what it does. Yeah, like, he just I, tells I you the rules. You the fast questions like, who, how, or what is Tenet? Mm-hmm. Do you know what it is? Tenet's an algorithm. Really? That, oh, okay. For some reason, I thought it was, like... An organization in the future? Yeah, I thought it was, like... John David Washington or Aaron Taylor Johnson's team, Team Tenet. Dude, I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it's just like a a, a colloquial term. Here's what. Okay, so here's what we do know. In in movies, I get I get sad when I think about this movie. In sci-fi movies, there's usually two sciences of time travel. There's the stepping on a blade of grass alters everything, mm-hmm. and then there's the what's happened has happened. And this is the what's happened this has is happened. What, what happened has happened. Yeah, because he he tries to change time by going to, going back in time to chase after Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, but that and then he just realizes he becomes the flipped car that he saw on yeah, the way, and he's the one who handed him the the final piece or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because he just came to the car and got it, right? Yeah, yeah, we're getting yeah. It. But then why? I, it's keep, like, I keep getting so close, and then I just why would it? Kenneth Branagh not kill him, then and there? Just left him in the burning car, and then he was also naive enough to fall for the switch. The old switcheroo with his wife. Yeah, so that's the other thing. And it's like, yeah, you're this guy who probably has the best grasp. Yeah, of, exactly. Of you the have tenet. the most knowledge of inversion and how it works. Yeah. You're talking to John David Washington right now as he's at your base, trying to fuck up your algorithm. Yeah. You're with your wife who's suddenly acting so nice to you. Yeah, but then that's what you said to me yesterday. But now I'm getting I'm getting ridiculed for not realizing that that was a time when his wife probably was being nice to him. No, because he had already asked the question. He was like. Uh, he's like, I'll let you go free, but you can never see your son again. And then they leave. So he was most happy with his wife. Maybe yeah, she still wasn't. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. and then he remember he's like, and she's like, oh. he's like, I gotta call my son back. He's like, oh, it's weird. They saw this. They saw you on the boat. Yeah. And it's like, buddy, you're talking to John David Washington right now. You're gonna be a bit suspicious. Yeah. And yeah, he like turns around and lets lets her put old sunscreen on his back. Yeah. He's like, okay, I'm not ready to die yet. And Can't he's like talking see. so she can hear. 
Like, yeah. And he's like, you don't know what I'm saying, do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all like, just oh, business no, talk. I'm just a dumb wife. Yeah. But she wasn't. There was uh... a... <laughs> yeah, the dialogue was just so difficult, man. Yeah, I was just reading that Nolan spent over five years writing the screenplay. I read I, on IMDb trivia, not mm-hmm. sure how reliable it is. Kenneth Branagh, like during the during the didn't know if he was the good guy, or the bad guy. No. Okay. <laughs> during the COVID shutdown, like when it first happened, they didn't know if they were going to be able to finish the movie because it was in the editing process. Mm. And Christopher Nolan was so determined that he like slashed the editing room from eleven people to five. Everyone wore masks, so maybe he just maybe he cut the sound mixer. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say maybe he made Kenneth Brown of the sound mixer. <laughs> I mean, leave you there. Figure Guess it out. YouTube tutorial. <laughs> It'll do. Put it out. Yeah. It's, okay. So we didn't talk about the Michael Caine scene, which apparently is super important because he explains the explosion. Right. But Michael Caine just—he just, he just looked uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just like I get that he's kind of like your lucky charm, and you want to put him in all your movies. But I saw an interview with Michael Caine about seven years ago saying he was retired. And you can kind of see why. Uh, I don't think we can blame that one on the sound mixing. <laughs> Both in tandem. Just, you must realize what they're doing. I'm sorry, Christopher. I forgot my lines again. <laughs> that's that's okay, Michael. I'm going to try it again. <laughs> Have the ta-ta. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So I, we talked about how it went from bullets to people instantly with zero explanation. Yeah. He must have been really, really set on because he, he loves he loves his time gimmicks, right? Even in Dunkirk, he he played with time. Played with time, big time in that movie. So now he's got this huge gimmick, and he just doubled down on it. Yeah, I I hope this is the end of Nolan's romanticism with playing with time and the structure of his screenplays. You think Warner Brothers is gonna hand him another blank check for his next film? Mm, I think this time they'll be a bit they'll be a bit cautious. Yeah, like, you're still Nolan, but like, why don't you do an adapted screenplay? <laughs> yeah. We're going to do, <laughs> we've got this really nice graphic novel we want <laughs> you to read. How about we do the watch? Get this then. out of my face. <laughs> got a movie. It's 10 minutes long. <laughs> it's just an entire movie sped up into 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's do the flash. <laughs> yeah. Chris, please take the flash. I just think that this is maybe... I don't want to like say anything too bad, but I think it's maybe this movie's a bit of like a, a bit of an ego. He's yes, a bit of an egomaniac with this movie. He took it a bit too far. He jumped the shark, if you will. I understand everything so well. I'm just going to make the most confusing movie ever. Mm-hmm. So no one can figure it out. And I can just sort of sit on my like director's chair throne. God, I hope, I hope we don't sound like a bunch of dummies yeah, in, like, t- in two like, weeks when the tenant explain YouTube videos. Go yeah. Out. Like, and I'm sure that like this movie's going to gain, it seems impossible that we... I just don't want to rewatch it right now. I'm so not ready. But I feel like we'll read some more stuff. Yeah. We'll end up watching the movie again. With subtitles. I think for me right now, the most frustrating yeah. thing was just the inability to hear the dialogue. I feel like if I could hear it, it'd probably go up to like a seven or an eight. Yeah. And like as time goes on, maybe we'll really learn to love this movie. Mm-hmm. I think all great pieces of cinema or like art in general are controversial in some way. Mm-hmm. They're not just supposed to like, you know, pat you on the back. Here's a nicely wrapped bow but and i just we talked about that actually with inception right he, he made you think but you were able to figure it out yeah and it made you feel pretty smart it like, oh it's because of the layers like blah 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 yeah. and this one is just like 
I just can't. I cannot. It was like Inception on steroids, it. as as overused that expression is. Yeah. It really was. But there was a line Aaron Taylor Johnson mentioned at the very or before the climax. He's like, "If you're still thinking linear on that helicopter, then you don't know where you are." And I was like, "Yeah, oh god, yeah, I am thinking linear." There right were some now. great things like that. You need to start finding a new way to look at the world, and then he gets her with it later on. And remember, oh, he says yeah, that yeah, thing. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, you like you really are like picking this up." Hmm. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> when he first meets the Indian uh, arms dealer. Oh, and then he goes She's back. like, you need to think of a new way to look at the world. And okay. they meet up way later. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't even know you yet. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to know me. Yeah. And he, he drops like some, something epic and, and on And he her. kills her at the very end. Yeah, no, yeah. not then though. Oh, okay. and she's like, oh, like you really are like seeing the world differently. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. It's like, you really are seeing the world differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at the end. He gives her a phone. At before she goes to, oh, she's like, it's like a flip phone. Yeah, yeah. he's like, you call that number or anything, and then she calls it. She's like, probably something weird, probably nothing. So then he goes to that point in time. If you start thinking it, thinking about it like that, instead of this whole inversion thing, if you start thinking about how he's able to travel through time to go to certain places, yeah. it makes a bit more sense. But he Where can't, you get he lost can't is, travel. He can't like pick a time and go. No, there. no, he, he has, has to, to get he has there to live linearly. through that time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's just kind of weird because you don't really have that much. You can't just be doing that for yeah. long. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to go back to before she knew me. Yeah, That's like I'm, I'm going to go commitment. back seven years, but it means you're, yeah. you have to it's sit It's going to take me seven, seven years to get yeah. there, yeah. yeah. So what time was that in, that ending scene? Was that after all their adventuring, or was that earlier before he... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> was Kenneth Branagh alive then? I don't know. Yeah, because it seemed like... It almost hinted that he had like changed time. Mm-hmm. Like she, he, so she's never gonna meet Kenneth or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, does she have the sun? So impossible. Uh, I'm done with Tenet, man. It was a, it was a bit of a misstep for Christopher Nolan. Yeah, and I don't think this is one we're, of his. We're a couple of Nolan fanboys, so it's yeah. it a bit difficult for me to say that. Um, I don't think this is his best work. Complex doesn't equal best. Yeah, at least with Inception. Yes, it was a complicated movie, but mm-hmm. it had a lot of heart and soul. It did, yeah. You cared about Dom. You believed in his love for his wife. Mm-hmm. You, re- you really cared about Ellen, pa- Ellen Page's character. Mm-hmm. It was white knuckle. You mm-hmm. were into it. There was an objective. This is like, I just knew stuff was going to happen, and I had no say or influence or like yeah, part yeah. in it. I was just watching Nolan like live, corny make di- his Corny kind of dialogue, yeah. poor editing horrible sound design skipping fundamental rules of filmmaking in terms of making you care about the characters needs wants objectives all that stuff if you're going to do a complicated plot give the audience something that we can that we can start to piece it together ourselves the score was very good i loved it yeah the score was really cool yeah there's some really good moments uh any thoughts on the travis scott song at the end there you know, I was so ready to leave the theater. Yeah, you instantly got up. Yeah, I and went, I was like, dude, sit down and enjoy the song. And you started just walking backwards out of the theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will listen to the song when I've had a few days to like stop sulking over how stupid I am. That's the other thing, actually. I remember like with after Interstellar and Inception, like it just like um, when we did the recap show, Kyle mentioned it about how you just talked about it. You talked about it over mm. and over again. It just dominated your thoughts. Yeah, I, I work today. Fucking tenant didn't cross my mind. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> Sometimes I get little flashes of inversion. I'm like, oh, do I get it? No. Yeah, no, nope, no. I don't. <laughs> it's it it a dumb movie. Okay, be careful. No, yeah, I take that. Take I take that back. It wasn't a dumb movie. I'm just dumb. It was. 
unnecessarily complicated and you couldn't hear anything to <laughs> i'm gonna keep harping on that you couldn't hear anything yeah i also thought that the the cinematography like wasn't the best I, i'm pretty tainted by that climax scene where it's just like things were blown up in, in forward it looked time. like a set yeah things were blown up in reverse but there's no there's no humans around yeah it looked like a big old set yeah that they just Pieces of rubble. And like <laughs> some, yeah, I don't know what country it was shot in. Like New Mexico. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we got this big plot of land, make yeah. some buildings out of like uh, plywood mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. styrofoam. It, it would have been nice if the movie ended at the opera and Kenneth Branagh was yeah, at the I opera. Yeah, I can't believe that's, we didn't that's go his there. Most famous. They, okay, so we did go there. At Near the end, they like went through that because they had to get back like two weeks. I don't get it. We didn't see it twice. Yes, we did. Before that whole set piece. Yes. It was like a 10 second, not even five to 10 seconds where okay. they're like, they're like walking on the stage and they're, they're dressed as like the terrorists. Right. Yeah. And what were they doing there? <laughs> I don't know. I missed that because I couldn't hear the dialogue, but I think the last piece of the algorithm was there. I think. Right. So the first time at the beginning of the movie, when we're seeing that happen in the opera house, mm-hmm. we have our John David Washington, who's just doing his like doing mm-hmm. his thing. Where's second John David Washington? He's the one who is destroying the the instruments on the on in the pit. Right. Yeah. Why would he be doing that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Because they meant they did mention something about the opera and how it plays into it. I yeah. Think. It's like it's almost like Chris Nolan doesn't care. So why should we? I think you're just saying that because you don't get it. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna said maybe we'll have to do a third part to this podcast at some point when we we're gonna revisit tenant episode 20 revisiting yeah. tenant i'd be down because yeah at this point i i sound like a bit of a hater and i think it's just because i'm frustrated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's fair and yeah mr nolan chris if you're listening like feel free to drop us a line we'd love to have you on you yeah can kind really of well. you yourself. can explain yourself for sure so we're gonna put you through the question ringer yeah put you through the fucking grinder yeah <laughs> all right and it's all it maybe it's also because there was this big hold on movies the movie experience for so long so it's almost like you need to be like warmed up again <laughs> yeah and that we, was like a we, midsummer <laughs> like you've been you've been hitting the movies every week you're ready to go yeah we weren't in you tore through four. no time to die you shredded wonder woman black widow is a piece of cake and you're like bring on fucking tenet and it's just been baby movies yeah <laughs> we skipped the baby food we just went straight to the meat and potatoes yeah it was kind of like i felt like a, like a five-year-old who was given like modern warfare three i was like go and you're like oh which buttons which like where am i going it was like that oh i felt like god. i was writing a test i didn't study for oh my god all and right that was tenet well if you enjoyed uh two idiots talking about tenet <laughs> <laughs> please subscribe all the, all the great explainer content that's gonna be out there <laughs> people's gonna be oh i want to understand tenet more let me throw this on let's go cool. before and after the movies they always break it down <laughs> I was complaining about how stupid we are and how complicated it is. What's coming out next? I think. What's the protocol? Oh, the, the, the King's Man just got delayed. Yeah, I saw oh, that. Oh, that X Men movie. The New Mutants. New Mutants. Do we want to watch that? Yeah, I'd love to see that. Okay. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard good things. Nice, nice one location, linear plot. In a house. <laughs> Some powers. <laughs> Project Power? I'm down, man. Anything that's not this fucking complex shit. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. I've been Oven. I've. Uh, am I? I'm Yuntana. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys.
See you later.